Welcome to Economic Development Secrets, where economic developers from across the country spill their secrets to our host, Nicole D'Souza. You'll hear firsthand accounts from economic developers in the trenches, from what works to what doesn't work, how deals come together or how deals go bad. You'll hear everyone's economic development secrets. Welcome to Economic Development Secrets. This month's special guest is Tracy McDaniel, president at TIP Strategies. Tracy is also the current chair of the International Economic Development Council. She shares why corporate diversity is so important for economic development and what economic developers can do to help their local businesses with this initiative. Tracy also shares some of the exciting work that IEDC is up to. Here are Tracy's economic development secrets. Hi, Tracy. Thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. Oh, I'm happy to be here, Nicole. Wonderful. Well, we're happy to have you. Can you start out by telling the audience a little bit about yourself, please? Uh, well, my name is Tracy McDaniel, and I'm the president of TIP Strategies. And uh, that is a consulting firm based in Austin, Texas. We have offices in Austin, Seattle, and Boston. Uh, I've been with the firm since January as their president. But before that, I had a long career in economic development. I've worked for five different governors and two states and one of the largest regional economic development groups in Houston. So that's a little bit about my field. The focus has been mostly on economic development and tourism. So I feel like that's where I really have a, a, a ground, if you will, uh, for a solid platform. Uh, I loved my tourism days when I was there uh, as the tourism director for the state of Texas. It was quite fun. That does sound very neat. I bet you learned a lot in that role as well. I really did. I think it was a good precursor to economic development because if you look at tourism as an industry and, and the role it plays in communities uh, throughout the world, uh, I think you get a, a very good uh, understanding of jobs, the impact, uh, how a cluster is developed, product development uh, when it comes to developing different products in your community that visitors are going to be excited about and will uh, ultimately extend their stay, spending more dollars and more time in your community. So it, it became a, a good foundation for economic development because many have said in our field that if you get uh, either an executive or a CEO to vacation in your community and they love it, there is several opportunities for that firm to consider moving operations there or even more importantly, a headquarter. So those uh, understanding that platform and how do you build a destination or place uh, that is attractive for travelers, I think was a good foundation for economic development. Absolutely. Also, it being, you know, us being on the cusp of summer here, I've been seeing a lot of different tourism um, ideas and webinars and things that um, the International Economic Development Council has been offering um, lately, the past few weeks, or I've been seeing a lot of that marketing. So um, I'm sure that time ties in very well and very cool that that's really a good springboard for economic developers to start with. 
It really is, because if you look at the core of it, we're marketers, right? We're marketing a product, mm -hmm. we're marketing services, we're marketing a destination. So if you look at that and how we're able to, you know, attract either a visitor or look at corporate attraction or even business retention, there are a lot of overlapping in the practice there that uh, we see uh, when it comes to building a foundation or building a destination. So it goes hand in hand. Wonderful. Well, can you tell us more about your organization, TIP Strategies? Absolutely. Um, TIP Strategies, uh, like I said, is an Austin-based firm, provides consulting and advisory services to public and private sector clients. Uh, the firm will uh, actually have its 25th anniversary next year. Uh, some of the core competencies is strategic planning for economic development, but we've actually broadened that expertise to include talent strategies for workforce, organizational development, and leadership development, and also corporate services when it comes to corporations who are looking at business development practices or approaches, and also how do you uh, look at community outreach and community engagement for corporations. Um, we've worked with more than 300 clients, 40 states, five countries, and uh, we believe that we develop some of the most innovative strategies, programs, and outreaches for uh, communities and our clients uh, around the country. We have an experienced team of practitioners. You know, so many times people ask, what does TIP stand for? If you look at theory into practice, we lean into that because we're all practitioners. We've had experience in either the public or private sector or leading uh, dynamic regional groups around the country. And uh, so we're able to bring that professional experience and allow us to uh, help our clients uh, understand unique challenges that they're facing and also think very creatively about um, how they can address those challenges and look at opportunities. Uh, in their communities. Absolutely. Well, and I'm pretty sure in the, I mean, in the economic development field, TIP strategies is very well known. I know um, I'm working through the certification coursework right now, and I went to a class, the strategic planning class in, in March, I believe, and John yeah. um, Roberts was teaching that. And then actually, I just yesterday got back from the Florida Economic Development Council um, annual conference, and John was there also. So um, you guys John have great is, visibility. John's a rock star. <laughs> yeah, he's a rock star. He's great. Uh, and he, he loves doing those conferences, and he does a fantastic job. He absolutely does. Why is corporate diversity important to economic development? I know this is um, a topic that's very near and dear to your heart. Yeah, you know, it really is. And I was so glad that, uh, that you asked that question, uh, because I believe that the goal of most corporate diversity programs is it has been very simple, and it's focused on creating the percentages of certain groups, minorities, uh, if you will, and overall employee pool, and to increase that and to have that employee pool mirror the country or their customer base as a whole. And I think today, if we look at those practices, it's a misguided approach. 
And it, even when it comes to programs designed to help retention of certain groups of employees and attract them uh, for hiring, I think we still fall short because the assumption is, is that these employees must change to fit into the current workforce culture. And this attitude implies that the employee likes something that he or she needs to bring to that corporation. And I think that that attitude is, uh, is wrong as, as far as how we address that question. And in a, instead of asking how we train diverse employees in order to succeed and thrive in our organizational con uh, culture, a company really should be asking, how do we need to change to make our workforce better? How do we need to change to actually embrace diversity in our approaches and in our culture and in our opportunities? And I think that is a different lens that we really need to focus on because it will build stronger companies. And I think diversity is a value add when it comes to companies being able to compete in this global marketplace. Um, I, I think that U.S. companies have, like I said, fall sh short in this area. And I think if we are really going to compete and our companies uh, are to be stronger in this environment that's so diverse, we need to look at diversity uh, as a strategy versus a tactical initiative. Uh, you know, I remember the days where we would have a black history luncheon. Well, that's a tactical initiative. It needs to be an embedded strategy in that company's culture for this to work. And uh, those types of that attitude shift is important because I think it really takes a, a stake at how companies are going to survive in the comp in the future. Uh, there are many companies out there that struggle to reinvent themselves. Uh, how do they survive today in this age of total transparency, accountability? Uh, it's a new norm. It's totally different from the old industrial hierarchy that, you know, and that approach to strategy, budgeting, product development, whatever it was, we have to totally look at it different today to be more competitive in this marketplace. And so we can address these shifts that are so fast and most of the large companies just can't keep up. I also think that, you know, we, today there are so many different kinds of diversity which we can build on to make more resilient companies. And it goes beyond race and ethnicity. It goes beyond age and generation. Uh, we have to consider today gender gender identity, sexual orientation, religion, um, disability versus ability. And I think this one is interesting because I have a niece who's autistic. And if you look at the gifts of people who are autistic, there are certain gifts that they could provide in this tech community that becomes an asset uh, for our employer base and growing a talent pipeline of people we've never considered before. I think there are our backgrounds are due to be considered today more than any other time because uh, of geography. Uh, it affects how we think, our style of thinking, our personalities. 
and all of those personal life experiences can be an absolute value add to a company. Um, I, I like the fact that corporations are taking the opportunity today to welcome people of all types of with all types of life experiences into the workplace. And we'll have to do more of that uh, because I think in the end, these are the types of diverse environments that produce innovation. Uh, they can in uncover new ideas that lead to success and impact the company's bottom line, which is ultimately what they want. A different point of view on corporate diversity is important for companies uh, of the future to survive and succeed. And I think getting back to the question of why is this important for economic developers, I think it's important for us to understand that the dynamics in corporate workforce and for them to be competitive is very important to our success. And for these reasons, diversity matters. And uh, it matters for economic development and how we grow our communities. So in implementing um, a corporate diversity strategy, um, I think we can look at it in a couple of different ways. Um, of course, you're the expert on this, so correct me if I'm wrong. Um, and I'm sure there are more than a couple of ways. But um, what are practical things that companies can do um, when they're trying to ignite you know, a more corporate diversity strategy in their work environment and versus what can economic developers do um, when also trying to work towards more corporate diversity in their community? I think, you know, I would go back for corporations and, and really for, focus on that talent pipeline and, and really look at how to build a corporation with not only diverse people, but diverse thinking, diverse walks of life. Uh, we, uh, for a good example is, you know, if I take my life experience and someone who may just be uh, entering the workforce, my life experience is going to warden a, a, a vast amount of travel and experience that someone who doesn't travel would have. So I think today our HR departments and corporations are going to have to be more sophisticated in how they develop, develop their practices to screen for talent, how they attract talent, where they go to get uh, talent today. Um, I was traveling not too long ago and um, was in a market where they were having a huge hackathon and these are in the technology field. And I noticed there that the US military was in full force. They were there looking for talent and recruiting. And you would think that's a very non-traditional or why would they be there, but it makes perfect sense because these young kids today who are tech experts or hackers, they're going to have more experience doing what they're doing, and that experience applies to what's happening in our military today with technology, with our drones and security, and all of those things that are needed. So I think we're going to have to break out of the box 
corporations will and how they think about filling those pipelines. And as economic developers, I think we're going to have to be lock and step with them. When we start looking at a talented and skilled workforce locally and in our communities, we're going to have to bring in non-traditional players. We're going to, of course, have our community colleges and vocational schools and others, but I think there are going to be other things that we're going to have to do uh, when it comes to how do we apply, where the application of skills and what can transfer to certain jobs and just be very intent and uh, non-traditional, if you will, in that approach. Great. Well, Tracy, um, can you please tell us about your very exciting current role at IEDC, which I'm sure a lot of people know, but for those who don't know, um, and then also tell us, share with us what some of the exciting activities are that you're working on um, at IEDC. Sure. Um, I will serve as chair of IEDC uh, this year, and I'm very excited about it. Uh, it is a tremendous opportunity to be part of the leadership of an organization uh, like IEDC. I believe my role is quite simple though, uh, because it is such a uh, machine, if you will, they have done a tremendous job in positioning uh, itself for the future. And the strategies, I was part of last year's strategic planning process, and we were able to reevaluate our strategic priorities. And they focus, of course, on leadership development, fostering talent, supporting economic opportunity, economic transformations for our communities, and promoting the organization. So my job is to continue to put a spotlight on the mission of IEDC, I believe. And uh, along with that, really focus on supporting Jeff Finkel and uh, the talented team that keeps that machine working. We have a, a wonderful team there and they do tremendous jobs at our conferences and the training and the research and all those tools that we provide to members. I think the other component is, in addition to that, I'd like to build and re reinforce the partnerships that can really elevate our priorities and influence strengthening our relationship with businesses. I think that's very important. Engaging business leaders will allow the organization to foster partnerships, uh, build strong relationships, and build a stronger IEDC, uh, I believe. I think our communities uh, today are challenged with so many issues, and having business leaders at the table will help us navigate how we address some of these challenges. Uh, the other thing that I think is part of my role is to elevate the stories and success of our professions that occur each day in our communities around the country. The country. We have to continue to tell the story. I believe our profession is filled with doers, people who get things done. Uh, we make things happen, and we need to tell the stories about that. Great. Yeah, um, IDC is an incredible organization. They Everything they do, they do a great job with. Um, and yes. I think it's so incredible that you are a part of this wonderful organization. And what an honor um, and so impressive to be able to be the chair. I think it's just it's incredible. And yeah, we, we at Impact Data Source love IDC. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I'm thrilled to be a part of it. Uh, I agree with you. It's a 
dynamic group, great leaders, and it's comprised of great leaders from around the country, and we get to interact and network and, and build stronger relationships. Yeah, that's that's wonderful. We had Jeff on the podcast a couple years ago, actually. Um, and so he did an episode two talking more about um, the different resources that IADC offers to their members and just to the economic development industry in general. And um, he was talking about the certification as well, different things. It was very helpful. Yes, we appreciate the showcase uh, because I think it's important. You know, we are well over, um, I think it's 5,500 members, and we'd like to continue to grow that base and really uh, focus on building the I and IEDC and having a, a broader international platform. All those things are important because our profession today, I think, is needed more than ever. Um, so we need professionals out there that are equipped with the tools to do the best job. Absolutely. Well, one um, activity that is sponsored by IDC that I've seen gain more visibility over the past couple of years is um, Economic Development Week, which was just a few short weeks ago, um, the beginning of May, correct? Yes, that's right. What did you do to celebrate? Well, uh, you know, one of the things during that week, I love to monitor all the amazing spotlights and showcase and stories that come out that week from uh, communities and leaders in the field. But, uh, and I think IADC had an amazing week, gained a lot of exposure, which is valuable. And during that time, I think it was the Friday uh, to close the week, I conducted or IADC conducted and I participated in a Twitter town hall. And it was focused on leadership. And that was, you know, I was so nervous about it. It's like, oh, my God, am I going to, I don't know what this means because mm -hmm. I'd never participated in one before. So uh, having an opportunity to do it was quite fun. We had people who were engaged and asked questions, and we were able to respond in real time. So it was uh, a great experience for me, and I think it, it gained some exposure for the organization. That's wonderful. And how cool, I know this is going to sound all old school here, but cool seeing um, how technology has changed where so easily, you know, Twitter, just add a hashtag and I mean, it can filter through those questions so easily and connecting economic developers. I mean, internationally, I mean, it's so impressive. It's so neat. It is, you know, and I'm fascinated by it. So I'm still a student of, and I study all, uh, how to be more con uh, connected, how to use hashtags, what is the best hashtag. So I think I get a little obsessed about it sometimes <laughs> because it is so intriguing. And I think there is some science behind it, you know, uh, mm -hmm. but it is quite fun and I enjoyed every bit of it. Yeah, that's wonderful. Well, Tracy, I have a few wrap up questions for you. Sure. The first one is, what is your biggest economic development secret to success for other economic developers out there listening? You know, I thought about that, and there I could come up with a list, you know, of, of things that have helped guide me through my career and personal growth. Um, but some a few that came to mind was, one was to have a vision for the future, and, and not only 
professional, uh, but also personal, I think is very important. But then the, I think the most important part of that statement is to be brave enough to change it if you have to. And, and that's not getting so stuck on one thing that you can't pivot. I think that uh, having that flexibility and awareness of where you want to go in the profession and, and how you want to uh, get there, that road, that path, it's not always straight. So having the flexibility to pivot is very important. The, uh, the other thing I would add to that is, and I say this to most people who ask for my advice, is you, you really have to invest time in understanding your brand, what your personal assets are, and be able to translate and articulate that brand at the appropriate time. Because that's going to allow you to understand the value when you're out there looking for opportunities, but also it's going to help when you're building teams to know what your strengths are and to be able to play on that and then build a team around that that can support and elevate and, and have a masterful program. So I think those are a couple of things that, that come to mind quickly. I, you know, I have uh, other things I think of about building a strong network of mentors. And one of my favorite this, these days is culture will eat strategy alive. Uh, so always, um, seek to get to the root of issues and understand how it became what it is today. And then I think at that point, you can affect transformational change and get things done, whether that's in an organization or a company, or uh, even it could apply to your personal life. Those are wonderful pieces of advice. Thank you so much for sharing them with us. Are there any economic development resources that you would recommend to the audience? Well, of course, I'm going to plug IEDC. I have to do that <laughs> in my Absolutely. role as chair. But, but, you know, they do have a tremendous resources in the form of their blogs, training courses, which we talked about earlier, webinars, publication research. And uh, I, I really want to put a spotlight on EDRP, which is the Economic Development Research Partners Program. It is a membership, exclusive membership level at IEDC, but it just supports the practice of research and research that is needed by our professionals uh, that helps us get our job done and really navigate some of the changes that occur in our communities. So EDRP is a valuable resource to the organization. Uh, you can get the publications online on the website. Uh, they're available free for members and non-members. I think there is a fee associated. Uh, but I would say check out the website. IEDC always has very relevant and useful information available. Wonderful, thank you. Um, and lastly, I know you're a very, very busy person. Um, and so I'm sure at the free time, there's not that much. <laughs> but um, what is your favorite hobby? Yeah, that hobby thing. So <laughs> there, I used to have some really cool hobbies. I used to play the violin back in the day. And uh, I've always been interested in picking that up again. So that is something I aspire to do again. Um, I just try to 
keep one of my biggest things I try to do is stay in the present. So that whatever that means is living my life in the present, enjoying time with my family, spending time with them, traveling with them. Those are always my favorite things. And now they've become such experiences because, you know, I'm seeing it through their eyes and and what they like to do, which is quite fun. I love uh, being uh, an aunt. I have two wonderful nieces and a nephew and I'm a bonus mom. So I get to see these kids grow and, and really see how they approach life. Um, some of my favorite things is I will binge watch something. I don't know what, because I don't <laughs> really watch TV. <laughs> and my recent uh, binge was, of course, Game of Thrones. So I was all about that and loved every minute of it. Oh, that's wonderful. Those are great hobbies. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Tracy, thank you so, so much for joining us today and sharing your wisdom with us. I'm sure, um, I mean, I found it very helpful. I'm sure that our listeners will find it very helpful. And for everyone out there listening, you can always connect with Tracy, ask her about anything that she shared with us. Um, I believe they can catch you in, at the various upcoming IDC conferences as well, right? Absolutely. I'll be there and I'll be looking for them. Wonderful. That's great. Well, thank you so much, Tracy. And uh, we will talk soon. All right. You have a great day. And thanks for inviting me to do this. This was so much fun. Economic Development Secrets is brought to you by Impact Dashboard, the only impact software built for economic developers. For more information on this podcast or to listen to past episodes, check out www.impactdatasource.com.